I've got an incredible show uh, coming up for you this morning. Uh, we're going to start out with Mike Dougherty, who is here from Outfest. Outfest being the annual LGBT film festival. Just got kicked off last night with a showing of the documentary of Behind Circus of Books. And I went and saw it. It was fantastic. And I'd be really excited to hear from Mike about all that'll be coming up in the next uh, 10 to 12 days here at Outfest, where people from all over the world come to Los Angeles to watch the annual film festival. And then after Mike, we've got Rita Gonzalez. And Rita is an amazing uh, woman. She uh, started uh, radio, LGBT radio, like 30 years ago uh, as a project of GLUE, Gay and Lesbian uh, Latinos Unidos, and started her own radio show way before we had the Channel Q here, and uh, then went on to co-create IMRU, where she was a host for many years. And uh, I've known Rita for a long time, and I thought it would be great to interview the interviewer and uh, find out about her time on the air over the decades. And then finally, we're going to have the extraordinary playwright, author, uh, just a great guy, Del Shores, uh, who created Sorted Lives, which starred the irascible Leslie Jordan. Uh, and he brought those Southern characters to life. Uh, great movie, and uh, Del's always got something up his sleeve. So it'll be really great to hear from Del about what is coming up. So uh, that'll be our lineup for the day. Um, we will have uh, the three of them on. But before we break into LGBT world, uh, let me let me just take a little bit step back about what's going on all around the world because uh, it's a it's a very dark period of time, gang, that we are all in. So thank God we all cling to one another, especially here on the Channel Q, where we communicate with each other and keep community unified, even in the face of you know daunting threats from everywhere. But in Poland, uh, the right wing is in full power in Poland. And they are now declaring entire provinces of Poland to be, quote, unquote, LGBT free zones, that uh, there's not to be any LGBT culture or spoken word or philosophy uh, allowed in those zones to, quote, unquote, protect the family. Uh, that's what happens when right wing, uh, you know, extremists come into power. And uh, certainly we're seeing that happen all over the world. And it's happening here in our country, uh, often based upon people's fear and fear of the other. But Poland uh, does not have the same sort of uh, migration or immigration issues that other countries like France and Germany do in Europe. So they needed a target. They needed somebody to go after. And guess what? You and me, ours truly, uh, LGBT people became their target. So our hearts go out to the LGBT community in Poland. Stay strong, brothers and sisters. Fight back. This too shall pass. We've had these periods of time historically throughout time, and this is just another. Meanwhile, the Donald here in the United States, you know, we, we are having a, a, a current threat uh, escalating uh, towards possible war with Iran, and it's like, oh, geez, how did we get here? And the Donald is out on the microphone today uh, talking about, you know, how what a threat Iran is and how we need our allies. And guess the allies are silent. Why is that? Well, some knucklehead tore up the treaty that we had on Iran that uh, all of Europe had signed on to, China had signed on to, Russia had signed on to. We were all in a nuclear arms deal with Iran. And some knucklehead, because he thought it'd be best to overthrow anything that Obama had put together, tore it up. 
and decided the United States could go it alone. And here we are now uh, with the escalation towards war. And we have no allies in place, no NATO, no European allies with us, not China, uh, who's angry with us with the trade war the president's conducting. Russia, which is, uh, you know, even though he's besties with Vladimir Putin, uh, the relations are not great. And uh, we have a president who has the skill set of a teenage knucklehead. And, uh, you know, I I just can't watch the rallies anymore. I, I really want at a president who can express himself himself in more than one syllable words and it's just so disheartening to watch those rallies and rallies and what happened in North Carolina this past week uh, they, they reminded me of orcs a whole mob of orcs chanting after their orc leader and uh, that is the United States of America today but even in the darkest of times historically our LGBT people we have always been part of the resistance we have always been part of the pushback that is our role and we are going to talk about that today with a focus on filmmaking and radio and media because those are our avenues to push back here on radio on television in film in art in culture in music we push back in our venue that is our place so we're off to a rip-roaring start. I want to thank you all for tuning in. And when we return, first up, Mike Dougherty from the Outfest Film Festival here on Sidebar with John Duran. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I just love that song. Hooray for Hollywood! And we are broadcasting from Hollywood. Morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to Sidebar John Duran. First up, Today, uh, Outfest opened up last night here in Los Angeles, our annual LGBT film festival. I will disclose up front a bias because I'm a member, I subscribe, I go every year, I love it. And we've got Mike Dougherty here, uh, who's the head of programming for Outfest. Correct, yes. So it's your job to decide what's going to be shown? Yes, yes. I watched, we had... uh, 40% 40% more submissions than we've ever had this year. Watched over 1,300 submissions. I mean, not me personally, but our dedicated programming team right, and, right. and whittled it down to the over 240 films we have in the festival. And, and I was there last night at the opening night, and I think when you spoke, and you did a great job. Thank right? you. In front of 2,000 people, you did a great job. It was only it. mildly terrifying. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you did a great job. Um, you said that uh, two-thirds of the films this year were produced, directed by women, uh, people of color, and transgendered people correct that's amazing yeah it is well yeah. kudos to mr programming director for making that happen uh, me and a bunch of dedicated programmers i always have to give give thanks to the the team behind yeah. behind me head out this you said last night that there were two themes that normally you don't see a theme but you thought about it you reflected and you noticed there were two themes I want yeah. To describe yeah it. it's yeah. hard to when you have that many films and people ask you what's the one common theme through all of them it, it your brain scrambles. You can't really think, you know, you know, there's one thing that I see in common with all these films from, you know, Argentina and the Philippines and the U S. Um, but I, I did feel like it, there was triumph throughout the program. I mean, not necessarily like every film has a happy ending or every film is the queer people are on top, but 
just that these stories are told with such sensitivity and and such bold style and unapologetic pride that's triumphant in this world today where we're we're still fighting for our community's rights um, mm. so i find that really inspirational and then the other theme i thought about was just history uh, being the 50th anniversary of Stonewall this year, we wanted to show films that showcased how far we've come and how far we can still go. Right. Um, and we had a lot of cool films that kind of really do show where our community was and where it is now and where it can go. And um, I made a connection last night between uh, probably the oldest film we're showing is a restoration of the 1967 documentary, The Queen. Oh, uh, which, which I wasn't familiar with. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's like, I think with RuPaul's Drag Race and Pose and Paris is Burning being restored this year, um, I think this culture has really come back into the zeitgeist. And mm. it, it was the, you know, the ballroom scene pre-Stonewall and a very legendary member of that scene, Crystal Beja was kind of made more famous by this documentary and very vocally spoke out on that stage about the all-white judging panel who were not giving her her fair shake in this pageant, this drag pageant that was going on during the documentary um, and became legendary for that. And then we have a film premiering this year, a documentary called Peer Kids about the queer and homeless youth still at the Christopher Street Pier wow. these days in New York. And the central figure in that film is named Crystal Labeja. Wow. Um, because that this young trans woman of color knows her history and, and references the queen and and knows that she is carrying on a legacy that her community is among the most vulnerable among us and needs to be heard. And that's kind of the beautiful thing, beautiful thing about Outfest is we have so many different voices from within our community able to be heard. Which is so amazing. Now, you must know what the Hayes Code was back in the 1930s. Oh, yes. All right. Yes. So I talk about the Hayes Code on the show all the time. But prior to the Hayes Code, you know, we actually had LGBT people portrayed in film. There was same gender dancing on some of the silent movies. And there were, you know, masculine women in film. Feminine men. There was even a song called, we played it before, Masculine Women and Feminine Men from mm -hmm. the 1920s. And we were present during the Roaring Twenties. And then the Hayes Code came down mm -hmm. and said, people cannot kiss for longer than four seconds on screen. And you cannot show two people in bed unless one person has a foot on the ground. And there can be no long embraces. And they were trying to, you know, legislate morality. And so, of course, LGBT people, we just got wiped off the face of film at that point. Yeah, and it's so interesting how, I mean, people, LGBT people who grew up on films, you know, I mean, I grew up in the 80s and 90s and people before me, you got so used to just grasping for any kind of queer content you could find in right. Hollywood cinema. I mean, right. if like anybody out there has seen The Celluloid Closet, they talk about this yes. a lot in Vito that film. Rousseau, yeah. yeah, the Vito Russo-based doc documentary where, you know, you're so used for hungering for just anything. I remember one subject in that film says like, Joan Crawford and Johnny Guitar wore like a cowboy shirt. And it was like, oh my God, she's with me. <laughs> like yeah. And now, I mean, now it's 2019 and we have... To over 240 films that just celebrate the queer community and and put us front and center and right. don't have to code it anymore. It's just there. Yeah, which is awesome. Of course, yeah. today I announced earlier before you came on the show in Poland, Poland has now declared LGBT free zones. Yeah. That they are trying to protect the children by declaring entire provinces in Poland to have no mention of LGBT lives or worlds. So obviously the battle is not over. Yes. Battle's not over. Yes, and that's why we need Outfest and, and festivals like it around the world. So let me ask, so given that LGBT people have always been part of Hollywood, I mean, always. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always. We could go through names of famous directors and closeted actors and, you know, not to mention the, the grips and the makeup and the wigs and the costumes. Mm -hmm. Given that we've always been part of, why is Outfest necessary, given that LGBT people already have an impact in just general filmmaking? 
I mean, that was it was there, but it was not talked about back then. You know, um, you need to keep the conversation going. You need to be visible, and you know, you talked about grips and makeup people, and you never heard about that in the on-camera interviews that the movie stars were having. You didn't have. You know, the visibility that Outfest and festivals like us bring that tell stories that are complex and show inner lives and and connect you with communities maybe you hadn't considered before. Even within the queer community, there are experiences that I and you have not had that right. people in our queer family have that we can connect with seeing these films on screen. Yeah. I, th- I uh, Last night, you guys showed the Circus of Books documentary, mm-hmm. and Rachel Mason was there. She's agreed to come on the show, by the way, in a few Excellent. weeks. I look forward to having yep. her. But uh, it was really interesting to see our lives told through the story of a family, a nuclear mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. that otherwise were pretty ordinary, mm-hmm. but mom and dad ran a quote-unquote dirty bookstore, and mm-hmm. son turned out to be gay, mm-hmm. and Rachel turned out to be every gay man's best friend. <laughs> it was really our story, but through the nuclear family. Yeah, it's incredible how, and I mean, it's you couldn't write it the way that family family story plays out in the film. Um, and it's a lot of people were coming up to me saying how interesting it was that Karen and Barry. You know, their son came out and they weren't quite sure how to deal with it and if they were even okay with it. And it's like, you've been running a gay pornography store <laughs> for a decade now and you're not sure if your gay son is okay with you. Um, yeah. But of course, then they learn to grow in their acceptance and they realize the beauty of the queer community. They're in the P flag group and the pride marches. And, right. Yeah. I mean, they became just uh, pillars of the community. Which is yeah. so awesome. When we yeah. come back from commercial, when we come back, let's uh, talk a bit about the mentoring programs that Outfest is doing for young LGBT people. Would love to. Thanks for tuning in, gang, here on Channel Q. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast incredible bob seeger those hollywood nights in the hollywood hills because with outfest comes all the after parties uh, <laughs> that's half the fun is getting to schmooze with all the uh, lgbt directors and producers and actors and everybody else we are talking with mike dowerty uh programming director for outfest 2019 and uh mike thanks for coming on the show thank you for having me outfest is doing something i think innovative in helping mentor young lgbt filmmakers 
Yes. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, you know, Outfest is often thought of as just the film festival, but we're an organization that is also about mentorship and education for the next generation of LGBTQ filmmakers. Um, we have a program called Outfest Forward that is mainly two uh, educational programs. One is Outset, which is kind of a, a six-month intensive film school for f- young filmmakers ages 16 to 24. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, and so we we accept some uh, some young filmmakers into the program. We put them in front of mentors and educators, and we uh, they th- through that program they produce five short films uh, that we provide the production for all of the equipment, um, the editing software, everything, so they can make those short films, and then those films will play at the festival this summer. Um, and then we have the screenwriting lab, which is, uh, uh, I guess you would call it a competition where you, you enter your screenplay, we get hundreds of submissions. And from that, it's whittled down to five finalists, um, who also, they have a three day intensive screenwriting lab with mentors and educators, um, to get those scripts to the, the best place that they can be. And then we'll do a live read at the festival of a few scenes from each of the screenplays. But wow. yeah, we are all about getting those, those young filmmakers, where they need to be and getting them access to the, the, the high-level people in the industry. Can you imagine being a 16-year-old LGBTQ kid and getting an opportunity like this at 16? I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> even at 16, homosexuality just being made legal in California when I was 16. Oh, when I was 16, so. it was the 90s, and I was in the suburbs of Philadelphia and, <laughs> <laughs> and like, shyly watching, you know. Yeah. <laughs> God knows what. When I, I mean, what did we have? You, you like, talked yeah. about looking for gay content. I remember the first time I saw Anti Mame with mm-hmm. Rosalind Russell, mm-hmm. not Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball version sucks. The Rosalind <laughs> Russell, yeah, the Rosalind Russell version, <laughs> nineteen fifty-eight, I think it was, mm-hmm. and they showed these women with hats, you know, dressed in men's attire mm-hmm. in nineteen fifty-eight, and of course they talked about free love and they talked about you know and heterosexuality. My 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 my, he's such an eager little I mind. Know, I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like I never saw the play version of that but I always felt like it probably said homosexuality in the play yeah, 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 <laughs> and they, that was the Hayes Code at work you know? hate, <laughs> yeah. but it seemed like they were like pushing the envelope to mm. push LGBT people out there uh, looking at the what you programmed for this year, what do you think are the like must-see, if you can recommend any, must-see Of course, films. I can always recommend okay. things. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mentioned Peer Kids earlier, which is a world premiere at Outfest, and I think that is something everyone needs to see. Um, something I'm really excited about is a documentary called Queering the Script, uh, which mm-hmm. focuses on queer female representation in television. Um, it's ups, the L word, you know, orange is the new black, and then it's downs. Um, there was, I don't know if you remember the barrier gaze controversy um, from a few years back where it just queer characters on television were being killed off one after the other um uh, and it just it became like it's a the queer female fan base in television is vocal and loyal and they were just being underserved and kind of mad about this like all of their favorite characters that they invested so much love in they were like finally we're represented on screen and then they get killed off Uh, killed off yeah and so like it's it's about this fan base and how they changed the narrative and got better representation for the uh for for their their heroes on screen and we have a panel afterwards of some great actors who played some of the the queer characters that have had the most love we have isabella gomez from one day at a time coming and amber benson who was part of the willow tara uh coupling on buffy the vampire slayer huh. yeah and then maria lewis ryan who has uh is the creator of the new l word reboot is coming as well to talk about you know queer female representation i think that's fantastic that sounds like yeah. a great one yeah um and yeah we just we have um 
films that have won awards at South by Southwest and Berlin. Um, we have wonderful film, another film from Argentina called Brief Story from the Green Planet um, mm-hmm. about a trans woman who is bringing her grandmother's alien friend back to its mothership, um, <laughs> unlike anything you've seen before. Wow, that is yeah. unlike, but what a nice analogy because who of us has not felt like an alien at exactly, some point yeah. in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she develops an intense connection with an alien and you're like, I get that. Yeah, yeah, I, get that. <laughs> yeah. I get that. It's very much the LADT relationship in Argentina with a trans woman and it's something like you've never seen before. Um, and yeah, we have audience award winners from South by Southwest like St. Francis about a woman who becomes the nanny for a lesbian couple's daughter and works her way into their family dynamic. Mm. Um, it's completely delightful. Um, we have um, uh, Mother's Little Helpers, which was also at South by Southwest. I want uh, with, to see that one. Yeah, with yeah. SNL's Melanie Hutzel, who I think uh, Drew Drogi, one of our loyal uh, Outfest family members, said it was every gay man's favorite SNL cast member in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and we have some world premieres, uh, a film from Bolivia, uh, New, uh, U.S. and Bolivia, called Tume Monk, which is a world premiere uh, based on a smash hit play out of Bolivia. Um, we have the international premiere of a film called Sequin in a Blue Room from Australia. I'm seeing that too. Yeah, That's it's fantastic. It's very Gregorecki in Australia, um, seedy, anonymous sex parties that turns into a, a thriller, a paranoid thriller. It's, Sounds like it's, my Friday night. I, right? Yeah. It's just, who hasn't? <laughs> like, yeah. And we have the world premiere of a docu- documentary called The Archivettes, which is about the, the lesbian history archive in New York um, and the dedicated women trying to keep that alive in the absence of funding or or press attention um it's very inspirational doc there so those are some things people should definitely check so out. if people are listening somewhere around southern california or want to fly to southern california please do can they still get tickets they can they can go to outfest.org um actually festival.outfest.org is the more specific festival website to buy tickets online and our box office information is on there there's a phone number you can call if you don't like buying tickets with your credit card online, you can call the box office and they'll do it for you over the phone. And you're at Hollywood um, and Highland, right? We are. Where the Oscars Hollywood, are shown. At, yes. Yeah. Hollywood and Highland up. Complex. You're where the Oscars I are. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And if anything is on standby, that doesn't mean sold out. You can go and get in the standby line and you have a very good chance of getting in. Usually 90% chance that the standby line will all get in. Uh, we just got to hold some tickets for the badge holders who, yes. Yes, <laughs> who, yes. who don't have to go through the online process you know <laughs> you know what they support uh, outfest in a major yeah, way so absolutely it's, it's okay it's uh, absolutely i'm going to be you in get, the standby line tonight hoping see, to get it. see yeah, it's okay and, and there's gang, nothing wrong with standby and gang, yeah. i get in every time when you're in yeah. the standby line i get in every yeah. time just get there early and meet the people standing line in front or behind you yeah have a nice conversation yeah. that's what it's about too being with your community well and that's what i like i mean the nice thing about christopher street west the annual gay pride parade is it's a family reunion we all get mm-hmm. to see each other for one weekend i feel the same thing with outfest mm-hmm. but it's spread out over for a you know ten day period, and I see the same people, and we get to catch up, and I just I love it. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of environment we want. So, yeah, and if you haven't been before, I mean, I think you'll be welcomed with open arms. Like just start a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> if people want to uh, get a film reviewed by Outfest, is there a process to have your film submitted for consideration? Reviewed by press outlets? By you or? and your committees? Oh, oh, oh or, submissions, yeah. yeah. Submissions. Oh, absolutely, yeah. When, um, and when and how does that happen? Uh, we open submissions usually probably five or six months before the festival happens. Um, so Outfest actually has two film festivals. There's Outfest Los Angeles in the summer, and there's Outfest Fusion, uh, which is the People of Color Film Festival. It focuses on stories from people of color. 
uh, that's in March. So you go to Film Freeway and you submit your film, um, and we watch and we get back to you. <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, probably two months or so before the festival happens, let you know if you're in. That's awesome. So all you future filmmaker, producers, directors, uh, please submit your films. Please do. Mike, I will see you tonight and all week at OutFest. Look forward to seeing you. Keep saying hello. (laughs) Keep saying hello. Thanks for coming in. I hope you'll come back because I I love promoting everything OutFest does. You guys do incredible work. I'm happy to do it. Yeah, Yeah. great. Thank you. All right, gang, we'll be right back with with, uh, Rita Gonzalez from uh, GLLU Glue and IMRU. And now her new radio show, which she'll tell you all about here on Channel Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The incredible Holly Near. We are gentle, loving people. Now, if you listen to Sidebar every week, you know I've got this mission that I'm on about educating our LGBT family about our history and history and where we came from and how we got to where we are. And our next guest is one of those people, the incredible Rita Gonzalez. Welcome, Rita. Thank you. <laughs> it's so exciting to be here. You're usually in my chair. I know. You're usually I, the I, interviewer. I, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to do my best. And this studio is awesome. Isn't this great? It's you beautiful. should see my studio. It's by candlelight. We've got everything on zip ties and, and tape and all kinds of things. Yeah, the Channel Q, we're all in. We're, we're all in on doing this. You got started in like 86? Uh, no, it was like 84, 85. 84. But, okay. but you know what? I'm not good with dates. Okay. So it's around that era. Uh-huh. And uh, what happened was I was part of an organization called GLUE. Gay and Lesbian Latinos, Latinos Unidos. Unidos. Right. And Josie Katojo from I am are you at that time, which is I am are you. Get people it? Couldn't Get fi- it, everybody? People figure that it's one not out the letters I am are you. It's I am are, are you, you one of right. them, too. <laughs> and she offered our uh, organization a half hour show. Now, this is like 84, 85. And we didn't know anything about radio. But, and this is the old real to real metallic tapes oh and stuff. God. So they said, you got a show, but you got to edit it and you got to do everything yourself. So, I'm really good at editing on those old tapes. I'm still really good at them. So they offered us a half-hour program, a part of, a part of IMRU, which was on at 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday. And there was Lesbian Sisters, which had their own show. So, you know, we put the, well, what do we call it? So we thought, Radio Glue. A-L-E-L-E-U, Radio Glue. Bienvenidos, and welcome to another edition of Radio Glue. I love saying that. <laughs> you still love saying it. I, I, can, I, I can tell you relish it. <laughs> I can't help it. It's in the middle of the night I say it. I'm at a bar drinking, I say it. <laughs> so 84, 85, we, we were kind of a community just on the verge of HIV it was starting. Just, and, it was starting to happen. And, and, yeah. and with Radio Glue, most of our, most of our guests were Latinos that were fighting the good fight. Mm. They were very involved. We, we, we talked to political people that were Latinos. Right. Uh, we talked to all kinds of people, teachers that were teaching that right. weren't out yet. And uh, it, it was just amazing how many local heroes we have that, right. were, that were doing things in the Latino community. Well, so our show was bilingual. 
Yeah. Oh, really? It was a bilingual show. Okay, I know just enough Spanish to get myself in trouble. I mean, I'm really good at conversational. Uh, you know but, what? Yeah. My Spanish is not good unless I have a couple of drinks. But <laughs> but so I did the English part. Yeah. <laughs> so I did it. the English part. Got, got it. Got it. So after that, uh, for those that don't know, it was I am or you was the oldest. I think the longest running show in Southern California. It, it started around 1975. Wow. Uh, and I got involved like in 84, 85. Now we were on it Sunday night, 10 p.m. So you got to be really dedicated to tune in at well, 10 p.m. on a Sunday. And yeah. a lot of people would have, well, that were, you know, you know, you're, it's a different era. People were afraid to come out. This really? is before iPods and all, and it, uh, and all before this everything, stuff. but people yeah. were hungry for right. a connection to LGBT life. So a lot of people would like go in their rooms if they had their own room, right. and they would listen to the show, you know, because they didn't want their parents to hear or their siblings to on hear. their transistor radio, transistor radios, <laughs> or in their car, they'd go outside in their car and they would listen to the show, and uh, and they felt a connection to to what's going on that they're not alone, right. and uh, it was an hour show, and uh, and we had our part. We, Radio uh, Glue was only on once a month. And then I believe in 1995, they decided just to make one big show. And because uh, it was it was easier that way, uh, just to have one big show to, and just make sure that we covered everyone. Because you know what? If, if the Latinos have a show, the other groups want to have a show, it, which is, I, it's fair. So let's just make it for everyone. So we had changed the format. Mm. But we were still on it 10 o'clock at night right. for, for a long time. Mm. And um, like I said, it's before, you know, podcasts and, and the internet and all that. And, um, and eventually we moved to Sunday night at 7. Better time. Was a better time. Better time, better yeah, time, yeah. Better, better, yeah. Uh, that time, things were changing. This was like 1999 around that time, so we were uh, a little earlier. But the, the main thing is when I would go speak to people, because I, I, was, I was very uh, passionate. Because when I, did, when I interviewed uh, someone who was having an event or something, I wanted to go. I mean, I think it's important. I had you on my show, and I'm real enthused. I would participate, and I would go. I did some speaking to uh, some of the organizations, and and one of the things that people would say, because many times I just wanted to, you know, just say I'm done with this. But you get that person that says, you know, you saved my life. Mm-hmm. Not me, mm-hmm. but the radio show. Mm-hmm. It's like you were there. I wasn't alone. And you may have saved people's lives, Rita. People were hungry well, to find connection back oh, then. Oh, they were, and it's just yeah. like I would have, and I would give my own personal phone number okay now that's something i don't do <laughs> no no but this this was a different era yeah, yeah yeah and i would give my phone number and people would call and uh and sometimes i'd have parents call me wow because they said i heard your show and i don't uh i don't know where to go and i would tell them about p-flag exactly give, p-flags I, where every parent needs to stay yeah i wouldn't get my number now but i mean it's a different yeah. world yeah, than very it is different, then, yeah. but but it was like uh there was god it, it's just you know, it's just these people, it's just like they just needed something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, to feel so alone and desperate. Right, right. Yeah, it now, was just. This was 30 years ago. So I know let, I had dark hair. Let, I, <laughs> I'm just out of the white hair. That I you had and dark I both, hair. Before yeah. my Medicare, I had my Medicare kill. So, Rita card. Gonzalez, born and raised in Los Angeles. Downtown yeah. LA? Yes, good Catholic school girl, I assume. For a couple of years, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, a couple of years. And when did you come out to yourself as a lesbian? Okay, uh, for me, I kind of always knew I was. Different because when all my little friends would talk about growing up and getting married, 
that wasn't on my radar. <laughs> it's like, no, I really don't want to do that. I don't see myself as the housewife because in those days you were the housewife. That was the, yes. That was the Gender thing. assignment. Gender assignment. Yeah. 18, you graduated, you, you got engaged, you got married. I was a, I was a, a maid of honor for a lot of weddings. <laughs> I was never wanted. To, never, never the bride. Never caught the bouquet. Never wanted the <laughs> yeah, bouquet. Yeah, throw the bouquet back. <laughs> so I, what happened was I just knew that uh, I was just different and that's just where I was going with this. But it's very interesting because later on. When we come back, because we got to go for a quick break. Hold that thought. When we come back, more with Rita Gonzalez on the early days of radio broadcasting for LGBT people here on Channel Q. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Where I've been. Sing it, Queen Latifah. I know where I've been. We are talking to one of those uh, LGBT. Can I call you an elder? Is it okay? I am an elder now. Oh, okay. I got my Medicare card. <laughs> Rita Gonzalez, <laughs> longtime radio air personality on LG, with LGBT programming. We, before we took a break, we were talking about your coming out story. Okay, my coming pick, out Let's okay. pick that up, yeah. I did not know any LGBT as far as I knew in my my little circle of people. Uh, friends that I would that I was involved with um so I kind of I think I came out to myself in tw- when I was 25 years old saying I think I'm a lesbian because I seem to be drawn to women um then I've I read this book it was just a book I got at uh, different life bookstore no, no I actually a thrift shop oh. by my house and, oh. and it talked to it was one of those books that uh Two women had a had an affair, and they go, "Ooh, this is good reading." And then I'm just reading all that, and I thought, "Well, okay, maybe I like women. I didn't know the name or whatever, but I'm going to deal with this." Well, a couple of years later, I was uh, promoted to be. A, I worked for the phone company, and I was promoted to be a woman telephone installer. There weren't that many oh, women. Oh wow! So they're going to send me to a six week class. So I go to this class. And my instructor was a woman. And I looked at her, and she was climbing that pole. I said, yes. (laughs) Even Jason got a kick out of that one. (laughs) Yes. 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 The little light. She can really paint the uh, picture really well, you know. I I was picturing it right up the pole. Oh, she was climbing up that pole, and I just thought... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I and am a lesbian. <laughs> I am a lesbian, and she is going to be the one. <laughs> and did that happen? Oh, it did happen. We're still very good friends. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Now, you went from GLLU radio, IMRU radio, and now what are you, what are you doing today? I am doing a podcast called The Out Agenda. Okay. Now it's a podcast. It's still on KPFK, but it's on their website. Okay. And we're trying to figure out how to do all other kinds of stuff. So I'm still doing the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, uh, it's easier with a podcast because I can go as long as I want, as right. short as I want, right, and right. Uh, we just have a lot of fun with it. Uh, we interview uh, community people. We it's. Uh, I'm still we're still focused on local heroes and what's going on in the community because I think that's very very important. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many people doing the good 
there are. are. And, there uh, are. And we want to promote them. And sometimes there's some. Uh, sometimes we do some entertainment like plays that are small theater plays that uh, that are. Uh, they're doing something like there's one coming out called A Hundred Planes. It's a, it's during the Don't Ask, Don't Tell mm. era. And there's mm-hmm. another one. Nancy Blink Reagan. Okay. It's the, Nancy, you can't say it. Oh, Nancy, Nancy F. and Reagan? Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah, I was trying to think of it. Sorry. Yeah, you don't have to hit the censor button. You don't have to I censor. said F and Jason. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's okay. So, and that, so, so those are like plays in small theaters that are doing LGBT uh, content. Right. Right. So, so we, those are the type of things we do. We we have political people on that are doing the good fight. I mean, I don't know how they do it. I mean, I'm up nights. What's going on? So, uh, so I'm st- we're still doing it, and there's still a lot of people that aren't out and are afraid to come out. Right. And those they're still our target. And you think that's in the Latino community because of the whole down low notion? I mean, historically, Latinos and African Americans have had a whole down low component. Uh. Yes, that's part of it. It's it's also Middle America. We forget about Middle America that they're still not out, especially yeah. if you're in certain areas where it's very uh, conservative. Right. I mean, you're not going to tell your parents I'm gay. You know, it's just. It's still happening. Right, it's right. still happening, and there people are still being persecuted all over the world. Well, yeah, Poland today, and and elsewhere. Oh, yeah. And the conversion therapy—it's still happening here in the United States. Our next guest, Matt Hayes, is going to talk about conversion oh. therapy. As a matter of fact, okay. but yeah, well, that's still that's still happening here yeah. in the United States. So you, this is still going on, and we're, so we're still trying to let people know that's happening. Yeah, this is still going on. We're not okay. Right. Fortunately, we've outlawed conversion therapy in California, and Ted Lieu, member. Of Congress here from Los Angeles right. has introduced a bill to outlaw it nationally right. as being a fraudulent practice, that it's a fraud. I, People are taking money for th- something they cannot do. I know. Yeah. I just It's just like, remember the shick smoking, anti just quit smoking the shick? Yeah, shick. That was S-H-I-C-K. like- S-H-I-C-K. You don't have to hit the censor button. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it, I think it was in the 60s, 70s to quit smoking. They they did, they tied you down to a chair and they blew smoke in your face or something. Yes. So you get sick of it's smoke. like waterboarding with smoke. Right, that's what it is. And that's what they're trying to do with the conversion. I'm, I'm, it's an analogy. I don't know. Yeah. Work with me on this. So yeah. I'm just trying to trying to find something. So what that's do they still do? Happening. They they show gay porn and then they use electroshock therapy. Is that on, what they do? On oh, men, okay. anyway. I yeah. don't know what they do for or lesbians, but uh, it's I torture. Had, Any way well, you look at it, it's torture. I had torture. a friend in the 60s that uh, was shock therapy because she was a lesbian. Mm. And I mean, this is what they did to us. Right, right. And so you're afraid to come out. And it's still happening now, but no one's really talking about it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like they're trying to put us back in the closet. We're trying to go back to, uh, you know, the handmaiden. That's right. what they're doing to us right now. You know, fortunately, I mean, we have some two steps back, but we have still three steps forward at the same time. Like, you know, I was the first LGBT Latino elected in California way back right. you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Now, Ricardo Lara is our first statewide right. LGBT yeah. Latino elected official. And it's like, wow. In just, right. you know, 20 years. But Whoosh. we can't get complacent. No, we're not. And that's what we do on our show. Do not get complacent. It looks good. Oh, everything's good, good. But no. Yeah. We've, uh, Jenny peiser has been on this show, Lambda yeah. Legal, yeah. and she's been on our show several times. Right. We're neighbors. Uh. And then, so she'll, she owes me. So she'll come on our show, <laughs> and uh, and we'll talk about she goes, oh, no, they can't. Do, this is a couple of years ago. Oh, no, they, they won't do that. I said, T- Jenny, I think they, they're going to try to do that. Yeah. And sure enough, right. they're, they're doing this. They're trying to take these laws away. And then your show, your program, my program, and a lot of other programs, 
we're trying to let people know what's happening. Yeah. If people want to hunt down your podcast, where do they go? You have a website or we, how do they do Well, we're, we have a Facebook called The Out Agenda. Okay. Because right. we have an agenda. Mine is laundry, going to the market. <laughs> <laughs> You're radical. You I are am. way I, too radical. That's right. <laughs> but uh, we also, you can go to kpfk.org and then click on the out agenda. All right, great. Thank you for a nice visit. I hope you'll come back. Rita. I want Would to. Love this to is you fun. <laughs> I just love this you, place. You're a very good interview. You're, oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. I, I've never been on this. I know. You're, not, you're in that chair. Cool. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. When we return, gang, we'll be listening to Del Shore's playwright, Sorted Lives, and Matt Hayes about conversion therapy. See you here back in Channel Q. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Sorted lives, Olivia Newton-John. We had to actually check with our lawyers to make sure we could say bitch on the air, and you better bring it, bitch. Well, apparently we can. <laughs> well, I'm glad I checked, because I'll just stop there with that word. You know I have a trash mouth. <laughs> I know. Gang, we are in studio with the irascible uh, Del Shores, uh, playwright, producer, director. Sorted Lives being, of course, one of my favorite uh, pieces of his work. And the lovely Matt Hayes, who I just met, Alabama boy, who's yeah. just charming as can be. I just, <laughs> Southern boys just make me melt. You just make me melt. So welcome both of you. Thanks Thank for you, having man. us. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really interested because you, I know you're from Texas. Right? I am. And you, have, you tackle these intersections where uh, LGBT sexuality and religion and traditional values all kind of intersect in a very often, you know, violent it's, way. Yes, a collision a of collision, sorts. A collision, right. But you just had to take it head on. It, you know, it all started. I remember the day that I started really thinking about that collision of, of sexuality and, and my being gay it's, and, and, and the religion that I grew up with. My dad was a Southern Baptist preacher, but I was with Leslie Jordan and we were driving from Fort Worth to Dallas to the, it was called the Village Village Station back then. It's now called S4. It's where, where the Rose Room is, where we filmed a lot of a very sordid wedding. And we were listening to the Rambos while getting drunk on the way we had a designated driver who actually got drunk at the club that night so and that became the designated drunk yeah well she and, and i told leslie i said our, our designated drunk driver is drunk and he said oh honey we can't think about that i don't know where we left our truck <laughs> so so anyway we're listening to the rambos and that's when southern baptist sissies and all the sorted lives had already you know been uh, on stage but not a movie yet mm. and I started really uh, started fooling with those themes you know I think people who are raised in this I was born and raised here in LA so I have a very different life experience but people born and raised in the south they, they bring a lot of the traditions and culture of the south into their LGBT lives and then they have to personally I think resolve that issue yeah it's a, a, true and, and a figure out it, and yeah. how to then flourish and, and go from there and if we can't do it in our art and of course I've done it with humor 
are. Yes. Uh, and so sometimes I feel like that you can actually penetrate and get to hearts and souls and, and minds by making them laugh first. It, it, and Leslie know? Jordan is a great actor to do that. I adore him. That character in Sorted Lies. What, what was brother it? Boy. Brother Boy. A brother boy with Tammy Wynette. Oh, you got to play Tammy Wynette Stand By Your Man as one of our comeback songs, Jason, because that's just an amazing moment in the, in the film. Oh, it's uh, it, it, working with Leslie is it still is one of the highlights of, of my day. I mean, and every day he's texting me, and it's just amazing. The, I'm afraid. That I would love to read his text. Cause <laughs> I was reading them to Matt in the, in the lobby <laughs> while we were waiting yeah. for you. It yeah. was like, I said, look what Leslie was talking about yesterday. Know. And, you know, and Matt, uh, our journey together, Matt's been uh, working with me as a, an assistant. And then last year, he wrote and produced and directed his own uh, film uh, that also addresses these themes that we're talking about. Hmm. And uh, it, it Not called, through humor, but through tears. Yeah, oh. through tears. What's a four, the, 14 minute uh, short. What's the film called? It's called Matt? Cognitive. Cognitive. So, yeah, the title kind of being about how children absorb and then their cognition develops based on you know, leadership positions kind of t- dictating their point of view. And were you raised Southern Baptist? I sure was. In Alabama? <laughs> in Alabama, you yeah. You doubled down. Yeah. Not only Southern Baptist, <laughs> but Alabama yeah. on top of it. Yeah, Alabama's making a lot of headwaves right now with uh, some... Um, some political stances, right? <laughs> headways. I think headways denotes that they're getting. No, I think it, I think tailwinds. Yeah, tailwinds yeah, yeah. Push back. It, it, sometimes I just I say Alabama, come on. Yeah. I mean, what? I, I, I'm so censoring my language, but what? Well, you sometimes know, they surprise you with, you know, like they elected Doug Jones to the Senate, and that's the first only Democrat up against the I mean, pedophile. I know, but and he's got a He yeah. barely won, and he, and he barely won. And Roy Moore is running again, and he's coming back. Yeah. I mean, that's it's great. A trip. We come back, Roy Moore, one yeah. more time. One of my proudest moments is that Roy Moore's wife Kayla uh, blocked me on Twitter. Oh, congratulations! Because, yes, I, you know, in my new Tell show. Why. Well, <laughs> I, I do, I do all the people who have blocked me in my new show that that uh, my stand-up show and uh, the reason that she blocked me was that uh, you know she had they had they had been accused of uh, anti-semitic uh, behavior and she said we like Jews we have a lawyer that's a Jew they did this <laughs> press remember conference that. remember <laughs> that and she said fake news and then she points and so I show actually this clip in my show and and uh, then uh, I, I wrote her and I said well you you may have uh, uh, Jewish friends, but you have no gay friends. Otherwise, you wouldn't be wearing that hideous outfit, or and, and your hair wouldn't your look hair. like an old stripper's. And she blocked me. It was the old. And stripper. that was a pretty tame tweet for Del Shores. Yeah, yeah. It was the old stripper comment. It, it was, was probably the, the word old. Yeah. It would have been yeah, old yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah me too. Yeah, block. Don't call me old. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, Leslie. I, you know, I, I'm on his text list too, and I get some stuff on sometimes. Like, oh my god, I know. She doesn't drink anymore, but no. still, <laughs> but still, I, I think uh, you know there's some ambient going on or something. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that where I would go, "Oh, I didn't text you, John." And you go, "Well, I've got it right here." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Ambient and Lunesta are the good Christian Southern women's version of a bottle of wine. Oh, is that? <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> but I wanted to I wanted to talk about Matt's uh, beautiful little film. I pl- I actually played the homophobic pastor. 
pastor that when, when Matt was a kid, he heard this awful sermon, which tell tell them what it's basically um, the, the sermon was addressing gay days at Disney World and how evil it was. So we're going to boycott Disney, of course. And then uh, he he basically said that AIDS is God's punishment for being gay, and mm. that it's it's God's answer to wiping out the homosexuals is AIDS. Mm. And so as a young kid. In my mind, knowing I was different, knowing that I was, you know, attracted to other boys, I decided that I had AIDS mm. um, at maybe like nine years old. Oh gosh! Um, wow. So people would ask, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would give them answers, but in my mind, I knew that I was never going to grow up. So that's kind of how the film developed. And child the abuse. Film, yeah, it, it is, is child, abuse. Child, abuse, child abuse. But there's this lovely scene in it with this school nurse. It's just a really beautiful. And it's getting into lots of film festivals right yeah, now. That's and, awesome. Cognitive. I'm sorry you didn't make it in time for Outfest this I week. Know. But uh, yeah, we can look forward. Will it be uh, distributed? Uh, we don't know yet because okay. uh, you know the coming year it's we're dedicated to festival circuit. But you know if someone. I mean, I have treatments for many series and full features that I would like to develop it further. So we'll see what happens. You know, I've got I've got a Texan and an Alabama boy here, so I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your coming out stories, because obviously at some point each of you had to come out to yourselves. Yeah, yeah. And took some courage, I assume. I assume it wasn't just a truck stop rendezvous. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, mine was pathetically late. I was uh, I I married and really fought it for for many years because it's so weird. I came out to LA to be an actor and I, I rebelled against everything, the church and everything, but I still did not want to be gay. It was that. It was that self-loathing. Mm. And when it all just, you know, you use the word collision and I had two little girls and and suddenly everything just started colliding and I thankfully got a good therapist, mm. one of many, and uh, she really helped me and and when I came out uh, as Leslie said <laughs> that closet door there were just splinters everywhere because <laughs> exploded. I, I made up for a lot of time uh, not, Southern, not only in life but also in my work Southern so. Baptist sissy, sissies and sordid lives that's those are explosions well that's yeah. I say if you want to if you want to really know how I grew up rent Southern Baptist sissies which is on Broadway HD right now oh yeah. awesome awesome right, so. Matt you're coming out story if you will uh, I was getting ready to go out with friends one night. I was in between semesters in college uh, while interning at my church and the the music department because I was studying to be a pastor. And uh, my dad and my mom are sitting in the living room as I was exiting. And my dad said, son, sit down a minute. And at that moment, I knew what was coming. Gig is up. Yeah. And he <laughs> said, we're just, uh, we're just concerned about your sexuality. <laughs> and I said... Oh, God. And then it all came out, and it was tears and, you know, sadness and love. But it was never, I mean, I'm so fortunate in that, you know, they never hated on me or kicked oh, me out. Or, thank you know, God. They, they, Literally, they thank God. for years thought that I, you know, would probably, you know, go to hell. Um, but they never treated me differently. They only loved me, and I'm so thankful for that. They're yeah, the me, me too. Me too. I, so we got uh, less than a minute. I'll tell you my quick story. Yeah. So I was raised Latino Catholic, uh -huh. which is, you know, yes. its own version of hell in some right. places. Mm -hmm. But when I finally told my mom, uh, she became, she went to PFLAG. That was uh, her first entree because uh, she wanted to understand what it all meant. Wow. And, uh, and then she became this leader in PFLAG here in East Los Angeles, right? And people would say, now, Gloria, aren't you, weren't you upset when you learned that John was gay and she said no I was upset when I learned his brother Tony was a Republican <laughs> really upset rightfully so <laughs> yeah. oh that's a beautiful story I love your mom already yeah she's awesome when we come back more with Del Shores and Matt Hayes thanks for tuning in to Sidebar with John Duran here on Channel Q I just 
I just I should have married a southern guy because I just love that twang and you know the whole thing. I, and that's also from Sorted Lives Gang. Uh, we're here with Del Shores and uh, Matt Hayes and uh, two southerners. Olivia wrote that song for Sorted Lives. Did she really? Yeah, when I wrote the series, I I mapped out all of the songs that I needed thematically, including I think I can say this on the air because it's a it's a derivative of the word Richard. Uh, there's a song called "You Look Like a Dick to Me." Uh, <laughs> Uh, Richard's so formal, why not be normal? You look like a dick to me. Uh, that's a great so, song. <laughs> uh, sung to Tate Taylor, who had went on to do um, amazing things. But uh, so that when, when we got to that song and I told her these are the titles that I wanted, and she was like, oh, I, I don't think I can write that. <laughs> and her writing partner said, we have to. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. I love it. Do you think the South in Texas, because I, I always include Texas as its own country. Right. I mean, it's, not, it's very different, I think, than Alabama, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and Tennessee, Arkansas. Do you think they're evolving on LGBT? I do. I do. I mean, you know, we were talking a little bit in the break about uh, Beto's journey and almost beating that horrible, horrible man, Ted Cruz. Uh, But they've got a ways to go. I mean, you know, there's a lot of issues. And we were were talking, my brother, who is a Southern Baptist minister, he flipped last year Mm. uh, because of of the border issues and right. she went from being, Republican to Democrat. To, yes, to yeah. uh, children being caged and his passion for. How, how do good Christian people reconcile that? I mean, isn't that a great question? <laughs> it's a really you know, I don't know, but they, I, and they'll quote some you know scripture to me, and you know, I can I can quote those scriptures. Me I'll just, too. Uh, me too. Yeah, I, just fling you, them back, Pastor. Yeah. I mean, the whole story in Leviticus, the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah, these foreigners were seeking refuge, right? The well, sin of Sodom. And then, the, 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 I don't know about you and your, and your fighting with the, the evangelicals and their cherry-picking, uh, you know, their cherry-picking addition to the Bible. Right. They, they seem to want to go to the Old Testament when they bash the homosexuals, but then if you go anywhere else, they go, oh, no, no, the Old Testament's not valid because I want to <laughs> eat my pork and I want to mm-hmm. wear this polyester <laughs> pants. That my right. fanny gave and me. get divorced two or three times. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But 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 then when when it, well yes, let me quote uh, you know Leviticus. Yeah. On, uh, so, if a man lies with a man, man, that's the abomination. So. And what about the other thirty that Leviticus lists? Yeah, right. So, yeah. But you know, in sorted weddings, I, I I had the amazing Dale Dickey in the character of Sissy. She said, "What did you, you know? What did Jesus say about homosexuality?" And she said, "Not one blessed word." <laughs> that's a great line. <laughs> yes. That's a great line. It's true. The New Testament it was all the letters of Paul. And it was Paul. Paul, Paul was the, the bad guy, one. Like persecuting Christians, feeding them to the lions just years before the road to Damascus, right? He was also telling women that they should remain silent and they had no authority over any man. Yeah, yep. So women would, you know, make up at least 50%, 51% of the evangelicals. You should not be speaking right, if right. you're going to fling scripture. Now, I quote that one a lot to yeah. to, to shut them up, <laughs> shut them down. And, and you know, and I, of course, I, I don't believe that. But right. and that's what I say. I don't. I do not believe these scriptures. But well, that's where they. That's they're there. You know, they cherry pick these phrases and they miss the entire message. Like there's actually yeah, goodness. love. There's actually maybe. goodness in <laughs> yes. the Bible about there's... love and taking care of those. Uh, you know, the elderly, the the sick, the the poor. There is a scripture that says, those who do not love do not know God. Yeah, right. 
Right. Oh, look at this. Come on, Pastor. Get in there. Yeah. <laughs> the choir is coming. He's like, amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 But that, you know, that whole sect of Christianity, and I, I always try to make sure that the evangelicals are denoted as a sect of Christianity because there's some really good Christians and, and, organ, and congregations out there, I think. Yes. Um, but they are so focused on supremacy, and that's why they cherry pick because they have to find these things that elevate them in order to have somewhere to look down upon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or to justify their own bigotry. Right. Right. I mean, you know, if, if I'm going to I'm going to find a scripture that justifies these horrible feelings that I have towards other people. And they do that with blacks. They you know, do the scriptures about slaves. Yeah, that's my exactly right. Yeah. 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 That's how they use and justify their bigotry at that time. That's yep. exactly right. Yep. And that's in the New Testament. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It is crazy. Wow. So it's every now and then a, 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 a black person will come for me on Twitter that starts quoting the Bible and it, ooh, they get real mad if you quote those slavery scriptures. And right, I go, right. no, I, I, please don't get me wrong. I do not support these scriptures. Right. But if you're going to fling a scripture at me, I will find one to that f- can hate on you too the fling right back so because i said you know the bible got slavery wrong yeah 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 so if you want to go back to leviticus maybe the bible got homosexuality wrong right and what about the idea of a camel getting through the eye of the needle easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven well what about this john what about jesus is coming soon i mean they need to redefine soon (laughs) (laughs) it's been a little while it's been a while it's been been a while and when they set those rapture dates yeah yeah, although there is a man right now who's claiming to be the second christ or the second coming Uh, i've been following him on twitter and stuff um, well, he's just nuts. Yeah, he's in he's in Russia, which is even more ironic. Oh, he's in Russia. I know oh, wow. that explains so much. <laughs> yeah, Christ is in Russia rigging elections. That's why. Yeah. He has twenty five thousand followers right now. Wow, yeah. I probably won't well, be that's just him. people who want to see what he's going to say I next. Know. I mean, it's like it's Dell's a, probably one of them. Just to see. <laughs> I'd probably follow him. Yes, <laughs> just to see what's coming out of his yeah. mouth. Wow. Well, it, it, you know, we live in these very dark times because. We, the president of the United States is probably, I think, the most amoral, immoral person to ever occupy that position. And yet the right religious right, the evangelicals, cling to him mm-hmm. like he's the second coming. Well, Jerry Falwell Jr., you know, let's get started on, on him with the pool boy and all that stuff that's going on. What? I don't know Oh, you don't know the pool boy He blocked me on Twitter, too. <laughs> Jerry Falwell Jr. was a Ted Cruz supporter, but then there was this scandal that went on, he and his wife became friends with a 21-year-old pool boy down in, in, in Florida. They loaned him all this money to build a hostel because it was a good idea, started flying him on private jets everywhere, and then there was some blackmail going on because the boy had some pictures of Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife. Now, how do you get naked pictures of Jerry Falwell's <laughs> wife? And so, and who would want them? So, who would want them? So Michael Cohen stepped in and fixed all of this wow. and he flipped to Trump. Wow. So I, I tweeted him and I said, you know, I'm a, a writer and I would love to write the Lifetime movie version of this story and I gave him some titles and one of them was Bible Humpers. So... <laughs> He blocked me. <laughs> I don't know why. No reference to the pool boy. What happened to the pool boy? I don't know. 
I'd like to know. Oh, that's awesome. All right, we have less than a minute. You guys want a web page, website, anything coming up you want to tell people? I'm about? at Dell Shores on Twitter and Instagram. Follow and you can him. just put Dell Shores and the blue check on uh, Facebook is me. Right. And matthays.com and then my social medias are all Hayes on it. At Hayes, my last name, on it. That's awesome, yeah. guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming by. Really, This, this been, flew this by. So much fun. So much fun. I appreciate it. Gang, when we come back, we'll have closing remarks. Thanks for tuning in to Sidebar with John Duran here on Channel Q. Well, what a great day it has been here. What a great show. Uh, what extraordinary guests, all of them. You know, I, you know I, I, when I plan these shows, I, I'm often looking for a theme, and I try to do a theme. And then, of course, guests cancel, and then guests reschedule, and things end up happening just the way they're supposed to happen. But I guess if there was a, a theme today, it, it is about the media and the way in which LGBT lives are portrayed in the media. And obviously, Outfest, starting uh, last night and continuing for the next 10 days, is all about the portrayal of LGBT people in film, telling our stories from our own point of view to make sure that the stories are told. And then Rita Gonzalez, who's been on the air since 1983. Gosh, my math is terrible. 36 years on the air. Uh, Jason, that's longer than you've been on the planet, isn't it, babe? It is, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, I'm 26. You, so. Yeah, I, I figured. <laughs> okay, longer than you've been on the planet. Rita has been, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, lesbian and Latina and lesbian Latina stories are on the air and that making sure that uh, people are talking about issues that she cares about. And then finally to have Del Shores and Matt Hayes here. I mean, Del, you know, his Southern Baptist Sissies uh, play and movie and his Sorted Lives play and movie, if you haven't seen them, and Sorted Marriage, it is it is such an interesting study on the conflict that occurs for so many of us between our religion and our traditional cultural values and then our sexuality, they all come into full force collision. And each of us has got to try to reconcile that for himself or herself. And uh, however we do that, we end up impacting all of those that are closest to us, starting usually with mom and dad, who are the big ones. And uh, for so many people, including myself, they were not the first <laughs> to talk to. They were not the first to come out to. Uh, in my case, the first person I came out to was my uh, roommate. Judith uh, and her, my other roommate Kelly, two straight women who worked at Disneyland with me back in really? the 1970s. Yeah, how did they react to it? They already knew. Oh. They already knew. Yeah. And I, okay, so I dated a lot of girls, Jason. Uh-huh. But yeah, I had them home by 10 o'clock untouched, right? Really? Yes, yes. Okay. And, and after about four dates, we would break up because yeah. I realized on about the fourth date, I'd have to put out and I did not want to do that with a girl. So right. I just like, I need to see other girls now. And so you were going with these girls because you felt like a pressure or... Well, I was, you know, I knew that I was dating girls and it was fraud. I mean, uh, right? I'm dating them because of the pressure I'm feeling from my peers. I should be dating. Right. And so I would ask girls out and, you know, I, I guess I'm charming enough and, you know, nice enough. And they'd say yes. And then we'd go on two or three dates and now they're thinking, hey, this guy's great maybe. And hey, maybe we'll get married. And I just think women tend to like put those beads mm. together quickly more than men. Yeah. And uh, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to, like Dell, who described getting married and having you know a wife and two kids. That was not for me. So it was, anyway, it was back in the 70s. So I told my two roommates, Kelly and Judy, and they were like, well, we, we already knew. <laughs> I'm like, 
fact, I am working overtime to hide this from the world, and you already knew. Yeah, you know, and a lot of the you know the giveaways were there. The television that I watched, I did not watch any sports, and I loved mm. you know certain types of movies. Well, hey, I mean, I'm straight, and I'm not that much into sports either. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, you, we're it, relatable it's, there. It, we are relatable there. We are relatable there. But then I like men. So that's where we break apart. Yeah, okay. that's All the right, unfortunate that's where difference we, where we break. That there. is yeah. where we break, Jason. Yeah, we do. But I mean, you uh, you were raised in Muslim right. culture, you know, and so you have, I think, a lot of traditional cultural values that maybe I don't know. Maybe they do or they don't fit. I mean, I just just growing up just. Uh, it's always just been apparent, like, treat everybody how you'd want to be treated, which That's is respected. Rule. That's you know? the golden rule. Yeah. And so for other people to, like, impose their own viewpoints onto others and say, no, this is wrong. This is how you need to be living your life. Like, who are you to be telling right. anybody, you know? No, yeah. that is that is the purest definition of intolerance to right. demand that everybody be just like me. Absolutely. If you were all just like me, the world would be better. No, it would not be better. Well, imagine a world of Donald Trump's. That no, yeah. please let's not even no. go there. That would yeah. be nightmarish for me. <laughs> that would be a major nightmare. So wherever you're listening today, you know if you've been out 30 years plus like me, or you just came out in the past few years, or if you're not out yet and you're thinking of coming out, just know that this road has been traveled by hundreds of thousands, if not millions of individuals before you. There's a lot of history there. A lot, and yeah. every year gets a little easier, and the road is getting wider and all you got to do is think am i ready to be honest with myself because that is the first coming out to mm-hmm. oneself yeah and i, I don't know I, I probably could have asked del and matt and maybe even rita but for a lot of us including me that was a silent moment you know with god because i thought for sure what i was doing was about to defy my religious practices and so that was a hurdle that i had to overcome and then later looking back realized it wasn't ever a hurdle you know god's cool with the way i am just the way i am exactly and I always mean, has been god made you a certain way for a reason yeah you yeah, know yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and, you know, there are, I hate to tell the religious right, there are homosexual penguins and the penguins aren't really <laughs> thinking about are God. Are there really? There really are. What? There are really packs uh, of homosexual penguins that they have found. And homosexuality does occur in the animal kingdom. I hate to break it to you. And they're not really thinking about religion and philosophy and history. They're just doing what comes natural. Interesting. So, I didn't even know that. There you go. Oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> you learn something every day there. <laughs> I won't go too deep into this because it's just going to get it weird. If I do. <laughs> I'll just stop it at there. But, uh, you know, it's been a great show. If you're going to Outfest uh, this week, have a wonderful time. I highly recommend it. It's a great film festival. It's a great family reunion. Great time to see everybody. Next week on Sidebar with John Duran, we're going to have uh, Chris Verdugo down from the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus on their film called uh, Gay Chorus Deep South, where they did a tour of the Deep South, of Mississippi, Alabama. And we're also going to have the Incredible John Guile, extraordinary fundraiser for LGBT causes for 30 years, Friends of the Clintons, and so many more. And then Rob Lester from the Men's Health Foundation. It'll be a great show next week. So have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Get to Outfest if you can. And we'll see you all next week here on Sidebar with John Duran on Channel Q.